for this time of worship this morning. Um, a, a brief mask update announcement. Um, numbers have been going, going down, although they're still higher than they were when we started, but they've been going down. So moving forward, this is what I will say. Once you are seated, if you are fully vaccinated and you feel comfortable, y'all aren't even letting me finish. Man. If you're fully vaccinated, once you are fully seated, um, you, if you feel comfortable doing so, you may remove your mask. Um, if you're not comfortable doing so, please leave your mask on. That is totally a decision that um, you can make. If you're not fully vaccinated or you're working close with, closely with children under, under 12 who are yet to be vaccinated, we ask that you continue to wear your mask. Our kids were so close to those kids being able to get, the kids under 12 being able to get their vaccination. So we are steadily making progress and I continue to thank you um, for just walking through this with us. I mean, it has not been an easy decision um, for anybody to do any of the things. So I appreciate you being here. Um, and again, do whatever makes you feel most comfortable while you're seated. But if you get up, move around, um, for the safety of others, we ask that you put your mask back on. Um, so some announcements. Wednesday night, we told you at the end of September we would rethink Wednesday night. So this is what we'll do for Wednesday night moving forward. We enjoyed being outside two weeks ago. So if the weather is nice, um, we will just meet on the lawn again at 5.45, bring your own brown bag dinner, or tables will be out there, throw in a chair if you can. If not, we have some chairs available. If the weather's not nice, then we will meet inside. So we'll have Wednesday night regardless, um, either outside on the lawn if it's nice or inside. This week will be our intergenerational table talk time after we eat. We had a great time doing that two weeks ago. Um, we do have a prospect on someone who may be able to aid us with our fellowship meal, so just continue to pray over that and be in discernment over that. Um, and again, if you haven't reached out to Louise and said thank you, please do that. Um, she uh, stepped up again just this past weekend to aid us um, within our church family. So, uh, yeah, so that's the Wednesday night update. Um, Grace Place will make its visits this week. If you're going on to, going to join them for that, make sure you get in touch with Juliet. Our third and fourth graders began a time of moving through, finding their way through the Bible um, during Sunday school. I'm really excited about that. They may not be, but um, I am. I kind of always bemoan that we gave them this Bible and we never really asked them to do anything with it. So they're bringing them in. They're going through this eight-week course. So thanks to those who are aiding with that. Um, youth, don't forget, you've got an upcoming retreat for October 11th. Um, the dead, deadline to register is October 7th. See Jeff if you have any questions about that. And two last updates. Remember, a reminder about the clothing. We are no longer taking anything but men's clothing, so that can go to Grace Place. There's some most needed items in there, but if you leave it, just kind of come to the office and let us know that it is there. And then the final one, Baptist Hospital Cancer Center, the chaplain from there got in touch with some various churches. Um, they try to have bottled water and individually wrapped snacks there for the patients going through the treatment and just asked if some churches would be willing to help aid with that and coordinate that. So I signed Parkway Hills up for the week of October 24th. If you wanna help with that, just bring, we have to have 100 bottles of water and 100 individually wrapped snacks. Bring those to the office. If we have extra, I will take it. Um, but that, ours is the week of October 24th. If you have questions about that, come see me. They also say treats for the staff are greatly appreciated. So however you would like to aid with that, um, we would be more than happy to receive your gifts. As always, please take time, read through the bulletin, see all that's going off in the life of our church, how you may be involved, um, and read over those prayer concerns and pray 
pray over those who are in need um, of some love um, from our church family. But now, let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship God this day. pray this morning, your response will be in the bold. Holy God, we try to fix and fasten you, but you will not be stayed. You are love in motion, always breathing us into being, calling us to serve, sustaining us in the wilderness. Come to us in this time of worship. Soften what is grown and brittle in our hearts until we worship with abandon. For we pray in the name of the Son you sent and through the Spirit that gives us life. Amen. Please take your hymnals, turning to hymn number 340 as we sing together, Come Ye Sinners Poor and Needy. Hymn number 340.
this time, I'd like to invite our children forward for children's moment. sleepy this morning good morning so on Wednesday nights um, two weeks ago we had a time that we called table talk what do you think that means you sit on the table and talk yeah well you can sit on the table and talk that's kind of it we sat at tables together and we um, we asked questions of each other and we shared our answers now this was just the like third graders up, everyone un under, we did something else with. So I thought we would do a little table talk today um, to get to know each other. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to give me your answer. Well, it's not really a question. I'm going to say something, and I've got a few of them. We'll see how many we get through. And you tell me your answer. Okay, you ready? Well, the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Tell me something you're good at. Soccer. Soccer? Soccer? Baseball? Looking handsome. I mean, somebody's humility is a... Soccer. Soccer? Anybody else got one? Soccer? Boy, that's, soccer is the best sport. People think it's football. It is not. I know you're on the same team. All right, okay, next question, next question. If you had to eat the same thing for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Macaroni and cheese? Macaroni and cheese? We got some mac green beans. Nice. Honey buns, pizza. What would you eat? Bagel bites. Nice. Okay, ready? Here's the next one. What are you thankful for today? Dude, you need to stop yourself. <laughs> yourself too. Soccer. Food. Soccer, what are you thankful for today? You're going to eat later? Okay, that's good to be thankful for. What are you thankful for? Friends? Okay, here's the next one. You ready? Oh, this is a good one. Are you ready? First thing that comes to mind. How old is old? Very, very old is 99. 99? What do you think? 101? 80? 100 million, jillion, billion. That's old. A thousand? What do you think? 98? 31? Dang. Woo! All right, ready? Here's the next one. Here's the next one. What do you, what do you think about when you can't go to sleep? You think about yourself? I think about somebody. Okay, shh. A sleeping turtle. Cupcakes and hats. Hugs. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. You think about a ghost attacking you? Woo! I don't want to be in your room. What do you think about? A monster in your room. 
A zombie? All right, we're going to dark place. Let's move on. All right, last one. You ready? If you could have superhero powers, what would it be? Go. Make anything so you can get anything you want. We're learning a lot about you people today. I'll do a portal so I can look at the A portal? So I can look at the answer book. So you look at the answer book? Fly. Fly? That'd be a good one. Anybody else? Then what? Camouflage. Nobody wants to like help people? Feed people? No? Invisibility? You don't want to go to school. All right. That's right, that's right. Okay, so a reason that we do table talk is to learn more about each other, right? So we can grow, grow closer together. Well, at church, we learn about each other, but we also learn more about God. And God already knows a lot about us. So I'm going to close. Hey, Charlie. I'm going to close with a psalm that reminds us how much God loves us and knows us. You ready? That is not it. We're not reading that one. It says, God, you know me so well. You always know what I'm thinking and feeling. You know, that I'm go- you know what I'm going to say before I say it. Even in the night, you can see me. You know my secrets. You know my fears. I praise you for making me who I am. All right, let's fold our hands. Let's say a prayer. Dear God, we thank you that you love us, that you know us, and that we are yours. Help us to grow closer to you and to one another. Amen. Okay, so today we're having communion, so you're going to go back and sit. There's no extended session, so you can get up and go back to your seats. Okay, let's walk. I may have gotten them a little too riled up. This may be a we may hear lots of lots of noises during this, which is fine. Um, I don't know if you remember um, around four four years ago when I first arrived at Parkway Hills. Um, the, what I chose to do for my first sermon series was just to preach on some of my favorite passages. Um, one of them being the passage for today, Romans eight thirty one through thirty nine. So I toyed with the idea of just doing that same sermon from four years ago and seeing if anyone remembered, but I didn't. I chose against that. Um, but this is one of my favorite passages in Scripture. I mean, it's inspiring. It's exciting. It's a passage in Scripture that kind of builds in momentum to this big climactic statement. And it is one that has been called the greatest statement of assurance ever written. It's one of those places in Scripture, and I think I say this every time I preach on it, it's one of those places in Scripture that when I read it in worship, um, I'm a little stunned. Um, 
that everyone just kind of sits quiet. No amens, no smiles, no emotion. Yes, I know that's what we do as Protestants. We just sit. But I often wonder, like, did they hear it? I mean, did, did you really hear it? Did you hear the greatest statement of assurance ever written? My son's already asleep over there, so no. So I invite you to hear now the, what has been called the greatest statement of assurance ever written, coming from Romans 8, verses 31 through 39. The title is called God's Love in Christ Jesus in my Bible. It says, what then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give up everything else? Give us everything else. Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who was at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I don't know if you've ever attempted to read through um, the letter to the Romans. But the letter to the Romans, it's pretty heavy. Paul is trying to work through what it is that God has done in the life, work, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What does that mean for people of the Jewish faith, for Gentiles, for the world? Paul is doing deep theological work in this letter. He's thinking through the work of the Spirit. He's trying to understand God's purposes and he's trying to find meaning in a confusing time. I think we can all relate to this. And smack in the middle of this deep, deep work, thinking through the Spirit, trying to um, understand God's purposes, trying to find meaning in a confusing time, deep smack in the middle, he finds a way to the heart of it all, the meat, the foundation the point. When everyone else around him is kind of living and offering this really small vision of religion by debating rules and customs and who was in and who was out, Paul says, no, it, it isn't all that. Love and a God of love is the point. In and through the gospel of Jesus Christ, all humanity is invited into a new way of life governed by love and mercy. Love is the work of the Spirit. Love is God's purpose. Love is what will give us meaning in confusing times. 
that, and I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I needed those words this week. Maybe you come into this space today and you need those words. The greatest statement of assurance ever written. It is this love, um, releasing to this love, leaning into love, sharing love, living love. This is what we are about as church. And I'm grateful to be able to say um, I'm proud of my church. I'm proud of the way this church family shows up for those we hold in love um, when we're needed. Proud to say that, that this is part of who Parkway Hills has been and is. We show up as love in our church family and in our community when needed. This just happens to be part of the DNA of Parkway Hills um, from the beginning. Now fall is here, um, and fall means football, obviously, but it's also the time of year when my clergy colleagues and I are trying to find the words to engage our congregation around money and to ask the church to give a certain amount of their income to the church. Now Parkway Hills is in a unique um, and exciting place this year as we think about pledging our gifts for 2022. We have the possibility of 2022 being the last year we pay on our mortgage to be debt-free in 2023. So as we thought about stewardship this year, we thought about the beginning days of the church 26 years ago and the vision of what this place would be. So we begin that conversation today with those words from Romans 8 and the greatest statement of assurance ever written. A few weeks ago, one of my clergy colleagues was inviting myself and some other clergy friends into a conversation about money. Now he was asking some specific questions about taxes, about pension, throwing out various numbers and percentages and trying to get help with it. My other clergy friends chimed in to kind of aid him with these questions. But this was my contribution to the conversation. Your questions make me feel like I'm failing at life. Because while I put money into retirement like you're supposed to, I don't really think that deeply about it. Um, I figure I've made it this far. Um, we managed to eat and do things. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be swimming in extra cash thanks to investment savvy later in life. Um, but I'll be okay, right? Needless to say, my comments um, were not nearly as helpful as my other friends who were helping him walk through all of the options. But last week, this same clergy colleague posted this on Facebook. Facebook said, do you know what percentage of your income you save? So this caught my attention, and I was curious kind of what rabbit hole he was going to go down this time. He began by reminding us of that rule of thumb. Save 10% of your income. But he said that for years, 
that personal, the personal savings rate in the U.S. has been less than 10%, that we just generally, as a population, we do not save enough. But he noticed something that I think we all have noticed or known. In April of 2020, the household savings rate skyrocketed. Why? Well, it was kind of for a sad reason. But because of the COVID-19 pandemic, people stayed home. They didn't eat out. They didn't take unnecessary trips. They didn't make unnecessary purchases. Much of this done out of necessity and caution. Um, obviously, the nationwide stimulus money helped, and there's so much more that would give a fuller picture to this discussion, I know. Um, but I will say, I know this was true for my family. We weren't paying for a host of other things we normally pay for, a lot of them being our children's activity. So we were able to save more than I think we've ever been able to save. My friend went on to share that over the course of 2020 that that savings rate dropped back down, that it's gone up and down, settled around 10% over the summer, but it's looking like it's gonna fall. And this is what he makes of it. He says, what this tells me is that we can save money if we really need to. He goes on to name some truths that we all know, and then he kind of moved into his own stewardship conversation uh, with his church, reminding us of the words of John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement. Earn all you can, save all you can, give all you can. John Wesley was even known to say that if your income ever increases, it shouldn't be that you spend more on you. You keep that the same, but that you spend more, you give more, and you save more. We all know that we earn more by doing ethical work. We save um, all we can by avoiding needless purchases. Um, I would add to that trying to learn to be content with less, something I am working on. But um, if you came to my house right now, my Halloween decor would say otherwise. Some of you have asked me why I started wearing a clergy collar every week, and I realized, you know what, I have a job that lets me wear the same thing every week. So I chose to simplify. When we work and we save, we have money to give. Now this is really why I wanted to share my friend's post. So he ends this whole post, this whole conversation by saying, I'm proud of how my church spends their money. He says, let's be honest, a huge chunk of it pays my salary. But he says, so I'm proud to support my congregation with my income. The gospel of Jesus Christ must be spread. I don't want the gospel to fade from the earth. Jesus saves us. A relationship with him transforms our lives for the better. I'm happy to do my part to help. He says, it's a worthwhile use of my money. In 1995, a new church began meeting in the home of Reverend Bruce Taylor with the hope of offering a fresh expression of God's love through worship, study, service, and fellowship. 26 years later, I can say I am proud of the way Parkway Hills spends its money. The way Parkway Hills offers God's love. And yes, a big chunk of it pays my salary. I was talking with, that, with my daughter last, a couple days ago. She was just asking questions about church money, and apparently I haven't done a very good job explaining it because in her mind she thought the conference kind of paid for everything. 
And I was like, no, we only can spend what gets put in the offering plate by the people who come to church. And so she said, wait, so does that mean if you give me $10 and I put $10 in the plate at church, you just paid yourself? I was like, well, maybe, um, but I'm so proud to support my congregation with my income. And I increase my giving every year, just one little extra step because I know I can. And ultimately, I agree with my friend. The gospel of Jesus Christ must be spread. I don't want the gospel to fade from the earth. Jesus saves us, a relationship with him transforms our lives for the better. I'm happy to do my part to help. It's a worthwhile use of my money because ultimately our work, the gospel message of Jesus Christ that saves, that redeems, that transforms, it is the work of love. It's the work of a God who is extreme love. This is why Romans 8 is one of my favorite passages in Scripture. This is why we are beginning another stewardship season with these words, the greatest words of assurance ever written. There's two phrases in our liturgy that kind of wraps up with Romans 8. And I chose to use them specifically for two lines, these two phrases. One was in the opening prayer, one's in the confession we will do in a few minutes. But it's these two things. You are love in motion and a love we cannot control. In Romans 8, Paul proclaims a love that is so deep and wide, a grace so abundantly present that it is scandalous. You mean nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord? Nothing will separate, you know, them? Paul says nope. God's love is a love we cannot control. And God's love is a love in motion. It's on the move. It's never stagnant. It's never stopping. It's never still. We will leave this space today, and we will go out those doors into the world as representatives of a God who is extreme love, a love that we don't get to manage, a grace we don't get to hand out, a love we cannot control a love and a grace we get to freely receive. But ultimately, it's not about me. It's about the world God so loves. And this love is on the move, and we can either release to it and be part of the work to be love, love on the move, or not. John Pavlovich has this quote that says, at the end of the day, the world will either be a more or less kind, compassionate, and loving place because of your presence, your move. In 1995, a new church began meeting in the home of Reverend Bruce Taylor with the hope of offering a fresh expression of God's love through worship, study, service, and fellowship. 26 years later, we still commit to this work, to join God's love in motion, a love we cannot control. And I think that quote by John Pavlovich kind of gives us a way to think about it. At the end of the day, 
At the end of 26 years, in the next 26 years, the world will either be a more or less kind, compassionate, and loving place because of the presence of the disciples of Parkway Hills United Methodist Church or not. It's our move. Over the next few weeks, we're going to use the letter to the Romans um, to remember or learn um, about those early days at Parkway Hills, um, the vision that birthed this place. Um, Bruce Taylor has helped me kind of sort this out as he was the one who helped guide it all. We'll reflect on how we are continuing this work. By 2023, if we give and work together, we can have the debt of the building paid off and we can dream of new ways of living out the original vision of this place continuing to offer a fresh expression of God's love through worship, study, service, and fellowship. Um, you'll be receiving in the mail this week a little flyer that will remind you of this commitment and this call and our gifts as we look toward 2022. But the hope, the hope um, is that we, as Parkway Hills, we may finish strong and stay strong um, by remembering why we started in the first place. May it be so. Amen. I think it's fitting that uh, if we're going to talk about a God who is extreme love, we get to tangibly um, take part in that by coming to the table to receive communion, um, to remember of God's very self given um, through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ um, for us. But we begin by lifting words of confession together as we prepare to come to table. So I invite you, join with me in the words to our confession. It is found in your bulletin. Let us say these words together. God of mystery, God of life, we imagine we are capable judges of power and wisdom and goodness. We trust our own standards. We separate and categorize. We mark the performance of others. We fail to trust your power hidden in all things. We fail to watch for you working out your purposes. Gracious God, hidden and manifest, transform our withered imaginations until we yield the judgments we trust to a love we cannot control. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. So, quick thing before we pass the peace. I'm just literally giving thanks up here as I stand before you. Um, that 26 years later, we're not sitting in a space that doesn't have the noises of children. <laughs> So I'm giving thanks for that, and I hope you are as well. Um, but now uh, I invite you, just kind of look around the room. We won't get up and shake hands, but look around to your neighbor, wave to him, pass the peace of Christ. And now we will move into um, the great Thanksgiving, lifting words of thanks as we retell the story of what God has done um, in Jesus Christ. Um, you'll find your responses in the bold. 
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Blessed are you, God of all creation, source of all mercies, fount of love beyond all measure. It's fitting and right to give you thanks and praise and to adore you with grateful hearts and voices. For wondrously, you have created heaven and earth, hovering in gracious care over all that you have made. You formed us as your image of love in the world. Yet even more wondrously, when we distorted your image, you called us back again and again, forgiving us delivering us from captivity to sin and death, feeding, healing, reconciling, making covenant, and setting before us the way which leads to life. Therefore, with your people in all ages, in communion with the saints, and with the whole company of heaven, we join the glad song of unceasing praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed be your name, gracious God. For you gave us Jesus, who emptied himself that we might be filled, who suffered and died that we might live. He fed the hungry, healed the afflicted, and ate with the scorned and forgotten of this world. He washed his disciples' feet and gave a holy meal as a feast of his ever-present love. On the night in which he gave himself up for us and for the world, at table with those who would desert and deny him, he took bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, remembering Christ's life of ministry and service, his suffering, death, and resurrection, his ascending to glory, and his abiding presence through the power of your Holy Spirit, we come in praise and thanksgiving with these gifts of your love as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us gathered in Christ's name, and upon these gifts, that they may be for us his body and blood, and so feed us with his grace that in union with Christ we may become a living offering to you. Remembering our connection to you and one another through the body and blood of Christ, we join in prayer this day for those who suffer from injustice or poverty with no place to call home. We pray for those who are sick, imprisoned, or troubled, and those who face death with no one to comfort them. Remember also those that we hold in love on our hearts and minds this day, that we now lift in your presence, either silently or aloud. Ronnie and Grayson Musgrove, Angie Williams, and Wisenborn. Harry Gilmer.
Oh God, who hears our prayers, transform us into the image and likeness of Christ that we may faithfully serve others in his name and look forward to the final feast in which all shall be gathered as one at your table and all manner of things shall be well. Through Christ, with Christ, and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory and blessing is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now let us join our voices together as we lift the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. In the United Methodist Church, we have an open table. That means all who seek God's love are welcome to come forward and to partake. Um, you will be serving yourself with some individual cups. There's a little flap at the top to get to the wafer, then a second flap to get to the juice. There's some bowls up here, but there's also bowls on the edges. Um, so I'll just invite you to come as you are able and feel led. Kind of spread yourselves out along the front. Um, take your time, partake of communion, and we can just kind of, we'll, we'll make our, our way through as best as best we can if you feel comfortable doing so. Um, if you're not, you want to wear your mask, come grab one and go to the back. We will not judge you. You can go to the back and take communion. But I invite you to come. All has been made ready.
let us pray. God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. We give thanks for this tangible way that we can come forward and see by just seeing each other come forward and be reminded that we are connected one to another, the body and blood of Jesus Christ. May we indeed go forth as a people who have been fed and nourished with spiritual food, food that is all about a God who is extreme love. Amen. Our closing hymn is I Come With Joy from 617. I invite you to grab your hymnal. Let's stand together and sing number 617, I Come With Joy. As you leave your seats, uh, put your mask back on as we um, exit out of, of the building. I do also remind you that our offering basket is back there for your gifts, your tithes, your offerings, so that we can continue to be a place that is able um, to share the message of the love that we find um, through the story of Jesus Christ. And um, that first service, people asked if they could take some to people who weren't here that they were going to visit. So yes, if there's someone that you would like to share communion with that is not here that you may see, feel free to take um, some elements um, and share that with them. But now, receive this benediction. May God, who searches the heart, Jesus, whose love overcomes all division, and the Spirit, which helps us in our weakness, continue to lead you into life, that you may serve with joy and abandon. Let us go forth to love and serve our Lord.
place to explore faith, or if you'd just like to learn more about this community of faith, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to any member of our staff with prayer requests, needs, or questions, or just to find out how to join our church family. Now may the love of God surround you. May the love of God uplift you. May the love of God stand with you through the challenges ahead. May the love of God convince you in every situation to love. Go now to love others, even as Christ loves you. Amen.